Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read, recommended by people who are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians, Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior, and Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. I wish we had some, like, I don't know. Creepy music? Yeah, creepy music. I might be some able to ghost, find some of that. Some ghosty sound effects. I like That kind of stuff. You can add those in. You're right. I, <laughs> this is a radio station. Oh, my gosh. I just had an epiphany. I could, oh, I don't know, get some sound effects. <laughs> what? And I'd actually, actually have to work for a living. I don't know about that. Sounds too hard. <laughs> well, you know what you How's do? When, when Tyler starts next week, you make that his training to yeah. cut in some special effects. Yeah. Did he get his welcome letter? He did. Okay, good. And he he did all of the stuff that he was supposed to do. We and... got Mr. Sports Boy a job. Ooh, hey. Yeah. Yep. No more fantasy football? Well, no. God, no. He's still going to do that. Are you kidding? Hey, even everyone that works for the sports station yeah. still does fantasy mm-hmm. Basically, fantasy football is just like Dungeons it. and Dragons for sports geeks. Yeah. He and if actually, you're good at it, you can make a lot of money. Yeah. He bought a trophy to give to the winner of oh. their fantasy mm-hmm. football league. I mean, that is engraved, and he's going to get names engraved for every yeah. year. It's going to be like their trophy every I year. Wish th- Our there office has one. There are times that I wish that this were video so people could see the disgusted look on my face right now. <laughs> Same. I so hate sports. I'm sorry. Anybody want to play Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> I have all the stuff in my house. My, like, my friend Savon plays Dungeons and Dragons like on the reg. He and his brother and like a couple of their friends all come over. Well, I've never done that, but like I said last week, I'll try anything once. Yeah, I think we should have our own Dungeons and Dragons League. Funny, it doesn't last just once; it lasts for like six years. It does. One game. It goes on forever. (laughs) We're still playing the same game from when I started. No, actually, it's a different game. But um, we played the same game for like ten years from 1991 until I left. Casper. It's a story. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just like a yeah, little it's board like game. It's like Monopoly, except like you, no one ends up throwing the board, so oh. the game keeps going. <laughs> not like when I play with my son and he bankrupts me and buys all of my stuff and <laughs> makes me live in this his slumlord houses. It's terrible. Actually, before we start get started on our our ghosty thing, I got to tell you guys a story, Nicole and Jessica. So we're um we had a little bit of extra time. Mm-hmm. Because I stay here and wait instead of going all the way home because I live so far away. Mm-hmm. And Vani works just up the road. So when she gets off work, we usually go to eat or something like that. Well, we went up towards her work this time. So we had two cars. So we, we eat at this really awesome place, which was the best, by the way. It was good. We're it was so go good. It was a home. salad. Yeah. It's Salata. called Salada. But that, it was pretty, really good. And the ladies were really nice. And Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we finish eating dinner. And then we're doing the caravan to work because we're going to drop off her car so we can go to Target and buy candy corn for my desk. We forgot <laughs> to bring that in, speaking yeah. of which. Anyway, so we're driving along and we get off on 63rd and we're sitting at the stoplight and Vonnie texts me, what a slow ass bitch. 
we're sitting at the stoplight, right? So I'm like, how can I be going any faster than I am right now? So I turn around and I flip her off. Well, it's especially funny because I have duct tape around my middle finger right now because I, I strained it, you know, and I don't want to bend it. So I like duct taped it. So, so it's a bright take- blue duct tape finger. And I turn around and I flip her off really, really wiggling it, right? <laughs> And I'm just laughing at her. <laughs> she's flipping me off with her big blue finger. So then she's like, that wasn't about you. It was about that lady on the interstate. <laughs> because, you know, I was trying to be a courteous driver, and I let somebody in in front of me, mm-hmm. you know. And then the chick idea. went freaking slow. I mean, like 60, and I'm trying to follow Martha because I want to make sure that I get off the same exit that she does. And, and I'm... And I probably didn't help matters because I was tailgating a little bit. She was. <laughs> they they do that on Hefner Parkway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Constantly, you have to, like, avoid that lane. It, it like pisses a, me off so yep, bad. Yep. Yeah. It's a danger zone over there. It is. But, yeah. you know. But why do you get on the interstate and go five miles under? I don't I, know. I mean, if you're going to do that, stay on the side street. And the speed limit up there is, like... Like sixty-five yeah, or something, and, she and then was going everybody's going like fifty miles yeah. an hour on like, that thing. Everybody does that for some reason, and it drives me insane. Oh. Well, anyway, I got all my flipping off out of the way, although my finger will not bend. <laughs> so I'm actually flipping you off right now. <laughs> she just made me laugh. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I, after that's I the text first her, time I'm like, she's she's gonna think that's about her. Let's see. <laughs> and sure and pretty enough, soon here comes the blue middle finger. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a Smurf. Yeah, it is kind of a smirk. I, I called it the bluebird of crappiness. Did you sing? La, 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 All right, so back to the scariness. Maybe you guys can do a ghosty thing. Can you? Can, you're not very scary. Call. <laughs> guys, I have some breaking wonderful news. It's not what? really breaking. Breaking news? It was announced yesterday. There's going to be a new, uh, what's that movie called? It's not Halloween Town. What's the other one? With the girls, the Saunderson sisters. Hocus Pocus? Hocus. There's going to be a new... They're making a new Hocus Pocus. Really? Really? Yes. Like a remake or a sequel? Uh, Like a remake. That's awesome. That's wonder... my favorite. Those are the two ones I watch every Halloween. Yes. Hocus Pocus and Practical Magic. But mm. there's no... Bre- but Bette Midler, she was the best in that. I know. Yeah. She was the people are kind of mad about... Well, and uh, what's Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah. She said she would be in one, but she's not going to... Like, they, well, they you never, know, they now didn't they're even... old enough that they don't really need the makeup. They should just bring back the originals and let them be old hags. <laughs> the they, rowback. They said that um, the, they're just going to start over because it's going to be... A, they, they're using an original, one of the producers, but oh. other than that, like it's a new person writing the script. And, and it's supposed and to be more modern or for us. On other related breaking news, the Goldfinch is getting a movie treatment. Yes. I don't know how. I'm really not quite sure how I feel about that actually, because they could really screw it up. I don't care. I'm worth. I'm willing to watch it. Yeah, sort of like Lord of the Rings. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll watch it, and I don't care what you do to it. I'm I'm kind of thinking that that's going to be kind of like this along the same lines of like Forrest Gump, where it kind of goes through aspects of his life. Yeah, I could see that. But I, there's so much in the Goldfinch that you would miss out on in a movie. Yeah, yeah that, that's what that's what worries me about it. But I think even if they mess up this one, like we live in 2017, somebody yeah. else will remake it. You know, so we hope eventually Perhaps. it might be in like 15 years. Yeah, but unless it bombs. Somebody terribly. will like, give it another yeah. shot. 
Bridge. It's a goldfinch. All right. <laughs> Jessica? Yes. Don't turn your head and talk to her when your microphone is like that because okay. I can't hear you. What do I need to do? Just, uh, yeah, that's probably. If you turn, you have to just move your. You have to move that big black thing. There. In your, that's better. <laughs> I mean, in, in your face. Mouth. <laughs> okay, Justin. In your face. Because <laughs> it's like you turn your head and your voice. <laughs> I haven't slept much this week. Sorry. Uh, okay. So. I drank coffee last weekend. Yeah. Twice. Well, that's why I texted you to find out what you wanted. I thought maybe you were joined the dark side for good, but no, she still wanted a foofy drink. I'm just saying, Tyler will even drink the pumpkin spice lattes, and he doesn't like coffee. I don't really like. I don't know that I like pumpkin spice. Yeah, don't shun me. You need for that to let one. us get you a frappuccino that has coffee in it, a little bit of coffee. Okay, you can pick one. We're gonna I trust turn you, you yet, girl. Yeah, Just I like was so caramel. tired from the wedding, yeah. the wedding like shower. <laughs> the caramel frappuccino. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Just pretty much. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. where everyone starts. So I'm feeling especially Halloweeny because when we, just before we came over here, we bought a shitload of Halloween candy. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I love me some Halloween candy. What's your favorite, Nicole? I have no idea. You don't have a favorite Halloween candy? Well. What do you go for in the bowl? Like anything chocolate. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about you, Jessica? <laughs> uh, probably anything chocolate too. But my grandma, when we were little, used to make candy apples, and those were like my favorite. Yes, I love candy. I love candy apples. Candy apples. No. I bet those would be good. Bonnie, what's your pick? I don't know. I'm very particular with my candy. It Me would, too. It would be. It would depend on the bag that you get because Whistlers are always good. Uh, a Kit Kat bar is good, which I know is your son's favorite. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Reese's are always an okay choice. Do not like straight chocolate. Got to have something in it. Personally, I go for the dots Mm-mm. and the Tootsie Ooh, Rolls. I love dots. Tootsie and Rolls are okay. Any any kind of non-chocolate. Twizzlers. I don't uh-uh. like Twizzlers. Twizzlers are evil. I'm a Red Vines girl through and through. Nope. You know what anything I used to like? That either brand. Yeah. Awful. Nicole does not like, like licorice. licorice. Do you know the Mary Jane's a little peanut butter toffee Don't things? like those either. I, I love those things, and they were the least favorite of my sisters, so I played off that I didn't like them so that they would trade me lots of those for pieces of my yeah, candy. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. so then I would end up I with did lots. really, really, really good as a kid because everybody likes chocolate except me. <laughs> so I'm like, sure, I'll take that off your hands. Here, have my peanut butter. Do you have remember those chocolate. little cichlids? Cichlids? Cichlids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always liked I liked those. I liked them better than M and M's for some now, reason. Now malted I don't milk know why. balls, Whoppers. I could do those. I like Whoppers, and I like milk duds. I love milk duds. I like milk duds. Yeah. Yeah, but anything that's straight chocolate, no. I don't like milk chocolate either. I, you know, last year, because uh, we had a birthday party for my my nephew, because our birthdays are like, mine's like the 29th and his is the 31st. Mm-hmm. So uh, everybody came over to my house, and I actually got like a bunch of chocolate, like candy mm-hmm. and put it in this like i have this little crystal candy bowl but it has a lid on it mm-hmm. and so after everybody left i like didn't touch that thing until like a week ago when i threw everything away <laughs> oh, <laughs> because wow. i just don't eat candy yeah so i was just like we well, didn't i bring this candy to work and put it on my desk mm-hmm. yeah i know you do yeah and everybody loves you for i that. know but I, the reason i do it <laughs> is because i only want a little bit i don't want like a lot of it mm-hmm. and if i take it home i'll eat it so if I bring it to work, I can have a little bit, and then it goes away. 
we had this conversation earlier today. I like salty stuff. Like I'll eat an entire bag of potato chips in one sitting, uh-huh, but yeah. I'm not so big on candy. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I'd probably do the same. Yeah. I'd eat eat both. Now that we've <laughs> determined our, our sweet preferences for our Halloweeny. Mm-hmm. Halloweeny. <laughs> <laughs> you are a weenie. <laughs> I'm a weenie. <laughs> Shall we move forward with our ghosty edition yes. the second week in October with uh, with some scary literature? I don't know if you'd really call it literature, though. Maybe. Did anybody mm-hmm. read anything that might be considered literature? <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know if mine was or not. Talking like a literature. It doesn't say literature on on the description. It says fiction, mystery, suspense, and thriller. Bonnie, you're not close enough to your microphone. Golly. (laughs) We're just going to troll it. I'm Googling the definition of literature. (laughs) Literature is something serious or fancy or classic classic or... Oh, written works considered superior or lasting artistic. Yeah, superior literature. Superior. Yes. You need to cup of tea with your pinky up. Or your middle finger, <laughs> like mine. <laughs> Can't bend it anyway. It's the bluebird of crappiness. Yep. All Mine's right. definitely not So who would like to go first, literature or not? I went first last time, guys. I got it. All right. Okay. Jessica could go Fine. first. This is the first time I've ever gone first. <gasps> She's taking nervous. the lead. A little nervous. Um, I'm sweating. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So okay. I read a book called Anna Dressed in Blood by Kendare Blake. Ooh, that Ooh. sounds pretty freaking scary. It was. It was... It was intense, and I like it. Was one of those books where you start reading it and you can't put it down. Ah. <laughs> I like those books. Like anytime I'd like I'd be waiting to get in my car driving home from Garrett's house, which is like a half mile from my house, and I'd plug it in and I'd sit in my car, <laughs> <laughs> like wait to listen to it. But it's about a ghost hunter named Cass. Okay, um, Theseus Cassio. Whoever names their child that. Say that again. Theseus Cassio. Theseus is Cass. Theseus a male or a female? It's male. Okay. But Theseus Cassius. <laughs> yep. That's I his bet name. He drinks with his pinky up. Yeah, I bet he does too. And his dad was a ghost hunter who got killed by a ghost, and then he took it over when he turned fourteen. And so, so like, he's a fourteen-year-old ghost. No, hunter? he's like. Oh, okay. All right. Eighteen now. Oh, but okay. he's been doing it for a long time because he yeah. started at fourteen. Yeah, he started yeah. young. He's in high school. Okay. And so it starts with him killing this, like, random hitchhiker ghost, so you get the gist that he's a really good ghost killer, whatever. But then he goes to Canada to hunt this ghost called Anna, who died under some mysterious circumstances in the 50s and has killed, like, 27 people or something like that over the course of the years. I'm always a little hazy on how how a ghost can kill someone, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, well, in this book, she just, like, rips people in half. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he goes and enrolls in the new school, and, like, his process is, like, he makes friends with, like, the queen bee, so he gets wait, invited. Wait, 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 Okay, so he is 
How old did you say he was? He's like 16 or 17. Oh, okay. 16, 17, 18. So does he Somewhere have a family? Do they travel with him? His mom. Okay. He's the right. only person who has left Thanks. his dad That died. was helping me out a lot. As a mom, yeah. I'm and like, his what the mom... hell is he doing traveling the country by himself? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can see him right now. <laughs> she does Go to your ground. room. She tries to ground him at one point, which is really funny. But um, <laughs> I don't care if you have ghosts to kill. <laughs> yeah. His mom sells like, my text message. <laughs> occult stuff, and she's like a witch, sort of. Uh-huh. She's a witch, sort of. Who's a witch, sort his of? mom. Oh, oh. She, like, does anointing oils. They call her a white witch, but, like, she never actually does spells. It's weird. Okay. And so he moves to this new school. He makes friends with the popular girl because he thinks he can get in at a party and they'll start telling ghost stories. Because no one talks about Anna in the town. Because no one knows how she actually died. And Ooh. Mm-hmm. so So it's a mystery. So... He goes to this party with this girl and it pisses off her ex-boyfriend because, you know, he's a jock and a meathead. And so they take him to Anna's house and they push him inside. They knock him over the head and push the him inside. The meatheads do? Yeah. Oh. Put him inside Anna's house. No one comes out of Anna's house. And so, anyways, she sees him, sees the guy push him in, and she pulls the guy through the window and rips him in half. But doesn't kill the Cass. Meathead? Yeah. Doesn't kill Cass. And then, like, the nerdy kid pulls Cass out because apparently he's psychic. <laughs> and then it's all about how um, Cass, the psychic kid, the popular girl, and his mom and the psychic kid's uncle all come together to fight this ghost. But she's actually not a bad ghost. <laughs> she's not a bad ghost, but she rips people in half. Yeah. she. Well, haven't you ever had days when you feel like ripping well, somebody in half? Yeah. <laughs> Today, as a matter of fact, when, when it you comes called to me Cass, a slow-ass bitch. When it comes to Cass, she does not. She doesn't kill him. She likes Cass. That's so Cass it. can come and see her because there's like two different sides to Anna. And then you find out about... Is she going through menopause by chance? Uh, sort of. <laughs> not really. She's like... She was young and... Yeah. I don't want to, like, ruin so, it. Well, so, no, don't ruin it. But you but, find out there's a reason for her two sides. There's a reason for her two sides, and they figure out how to break the two sides. Oh, and, and then, okay, the, okay. Yeah. And then they end up having to fight this totally different ghost, because that's the do- ghost that killed his dad. And it's, like, crazy. Because he's, like, a crazy, like, Cajun guy who feeds off energy, and he eats Ooh. people. It's weird. So then it's, like, ghosts and ghost hunters and psychics and witches fighting another ghost crazy big man-eater ghost and it's really good wow that's well that's a, just a chock-a-block <laughs> full of scary I don't even right know there you know what it. did you ever watch it's been it's been a long time ago since it's been out but it was called 13 ghosts Mm-mm. i watched that that was awesome that was such that movie that was, was the one with the house that had all the whoa oh yeah damn it was so cool now i wish they made that into a book i bet it did you look it up i couldn't find it oh. if they made it into a book i didn't find it but that movie it was, would actually probably be the opposite direction. It would probably have been a book that first. That was one scary, scary That was very movie. scary. Very scary movie. Highly recommend that uh, as a scary good. movie to watch because oh, it, it was it was pretty creepy. That house was so awesome. Yeah, and oh, yeah. the DVD that I borrowed from somebody to watch it, it actually had a profile on each one of the ghosts and told the backstory of each ghost of the <gasps> 13 ghosts that were in the house. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. It's just, it was really cool. I love Halloween and I love scary movies and scary mm-hmm. books. So tell us one, one more time what's the title and artist of your book? Anna Dressed in Blood by Kendare Blake. And you liked it? You give it a five? I absolutely love this book. The co- like the characters, 
you just fall in love with. Like it's Thomas and the popular girl's name is Carmel and they're like they're all just so I don't know. I loved all of the characters except for the athlete guys. Except for the meathead that got ripped in half. (laughs) And his friends. And his friends. Because they kind of were supposed to help but then they still cast his like weapon and he has to get it back somehow and it's just... Yeah. I also I'm a weird coincidence here. I'm a massive supernatural fan, and I was like, really, a ghost hunter named Cass? Like, this oh, is what yeah. we're doing right Super- now. Supernatural is pretty awesome. I, I need love to. I need to get. Is that on Netflix? Yes. I need to get back to that mm-hmm. because I started watching it and then got distracted by something else and didn't finish watching it. I used to like it until it turned into like 23 seasons of Supernatural. It, yeah, it gets a little bit like eh, long at some points. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many seasons there actually are 13 that's like a lot yeah that is kind of a lot yeah but they're so cute though Mm -hmm. yeah man bring that ghost hunting ass over here baby i just look at jensen ankles if i'm having a bad day and i automatically feel better (laughs) you know i started watching i don't remember the actor's name but i started watching supernatural because it was the dude from Gilmore, Gilmore Girls, Girls. Jared Padalecki. Well, I never yeah. watched Gilmore Girls, so. I didn't like Gilmore Girls. I loved Gilmore Girls. Me too. I think we've already talked about that. Yeah, too yeah. sappy for me. You guys are just not in the Well, like, it's the not 90s even No, crew. you guys, Jessica and Nicole are closer <laughs> to <laughs> the same profile over there than Bonnie yeah. and I are. We're yeah. old and. But he also falls in love with Anna. I'm going to throw that out there because that's another weird twist in this book. <laughs> It's another so he needs weird... a little ghost ass. Is that what it is? Yeah, he's he's an odd guy. I don't even know. So, this what book. are the mechanics of that sort of thing? <laughs> well, that well, actually, I'm going to get to that in my book later. So. Oh Lord, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, Martha. <laughs> what are you reading? <laughs> Doesn't it seem like Martha always picks a book that's got some kind of weird sexual tension? I presence. don't do it on purpose. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. just sort of ended up that it's way. It's like her That's version all. of bodice rippers. I'm just saying, I don't want to look at your Google profile, <laughs> your search engine. Well, it's ghost porn. <laughs> well, you gotta spice Michael it up Cole, a little bit, right? My younger brother tells me that like Criminal Minds and shows like that, he says they're murder porn. So Martha's into ghost porn. <laughs> is that what this is? I wish they could see me rolling my eyes pensively. <laughs> I don't think she's ruling that out. <laughs> you never well, said you no. You have to show very much, that's for sure. <laughs> See through. Alrighty then. So, who wants to go next? I kind of just want you to go next. <laughs> All right. I can go next. Now that you've told us about your, we'll go on to that. <laughs> You've, you've struck our curiosity. Yeah, forget our books. Yeah. <laughs> you've been reading okay, well, <laughs> the book that I read is called A Winter Haunting by Dan Simmons. I used to be a huge Dan Simmons fan when I was younger. Um, I always kind of thought he was going to be the next Stephen King because the dude is a seriously great writer. Mm-hmm. And I love the horror genre. That it, That's home for me. Fantasy and horror, I read constantly when I was younger love horror books Dan Simmons was all always very very good very well written um and I kind of got out of the horror thing for a long time so when we were starting to do this uh series I found this book by Dan Simmons and I'm like oh yeah I'm going there and of course when I read the description about it being about ghosts I thought it would fit in very nicely well it wasn't until I read the synopsis, which I sometimes do 
just before we're going to do this to make sure that I'm talking about the right book since I read so much. I want to make sure that I've got all my details straight. And it wasn't until I was reading that that it sort of mentions that it follows the the events of Summer of Night, which was written in 1991. It's, so it's a sequel. But I would never would have known that. Huh. So it's a good standalone book. Yeah. I mean, damn, I picked it up and thought it was awesome mm-hmm. yeah i love those it was kind of yeah. cool because when it started mm-hmm. out the voice of the book the narrator is an 11 year old boy who was killed when they were young hmm. and he was killed in a really bizarre ghost. way do i it's from the point of view of a ghost That's yeah cool. sort of yeah I mean, there are there are sections of it where it's really obvious that that's what's going on as he's telling the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you sort of just, at least I did, I sort of forgot about it because I was so into the story. And every once in a while he would come up, the ghost would sort of surface again and start talking again about the house and everything like that. Well, this 11-year-old bo- boy died mysteriously after being run over by a piece of farm equipment. Oh. Yeah. It was really brutal, nasty. And How this this guy, he's a writer. What the? And he has has a bunch of real weird shit happen to him in his life, and he's all bummed out and <clears throat> sort of decides to, quote, go home again. So he goes back to this town that he lived in when he was a kid, and when his best friend, the 11-year-old who died... Um, he rents that house thinking he's going to write this book about when they were kids. So, and you kind of get the impression that something horrible happened, right? But since I didn't read the book before, I had no idea what was going on. I just sort of, you know, came right into it thinking, oh yeah, there's something going on. Well, right away he starts running into people from his past. Um, he runs into... Well, the lady that rents him the house first says, yeah, my, uh, my nephew's going to hate your guts because he's a white supremacist and he read this article that you wrote in XYZ magazine, whatever magazine it was. And he and his white supremacist buddies are probably going to give you some trouble. Joy. So you're like, oh, great. So sure enough, you know, they, they harass him, pull him over and harass him. And he calls the cops. Well, along comes this dude that was a bully when he was in school, and he's the sheriff now. Oh, crap. Yeah. (laughs) So you're just totally sketched out and creeped out by this guy immediately, right? Mm -hmm. You know this is not going to end well. Um, So he sort of has a run-in with that guy, and you know it's not going to be good. And the white, white supremacist guy's kind of disappear from the scene for a little while and in the meantime he goes into town and he's doing I don't remember what the hell he's doing in there but he runs into this girl that was in his class and she says she's in town to sell her mother's house and she's with this other woman and it kind of looks like they're lesbians you know Mm -hmm. sort of get that impression but he's remembering what she was like in school, and he can't quite sort that out, you know? It doesn't seem mm-hmm. like that's doesn't click. really a deal. And she's been in Hollywood. She's been doing movies and everything, and he's always describing her and her fake boobs. You know, it's very <laughs> obvious that her boobs are fake, right? Defying so you gravity. kind of get this 
you know, little vibe from her. Turns out she comes out to his house, right? Says, oh, my friend went back to L.A. And then she starts kind of trying to hook up up with him. But let me go back to the house for a second because this is important. The second floor is completely walled off. It's got um, plastic up along along the doorway or whatever. And nobody's been in there for years, evidently. The woman that lived there before never opened it up. She left it as it was. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, immediately he starts having weird dreams. And he starts, like, semi-hallucinating about the second floor. And all this weird stuff starts happening but he decides he's going to stay in the basement which is where his friend slept when he lived there (laughs) is he asking to get haunted like i'm just curious (laughs) no that's a funny thing is because i didn't know what the background was i didn't know about all this bad stuff that happened before i really just didn't know what to expect Mm -hmm. so it was kind of cool to to discover it little bit by little bit Mm -hmm. and as it sort of reminded me a little bit of a stephen king novel where you know what was it called the body did either of you, any of you read that short story <laughs> where they discover a body when they're kids? But for some reason, I got that feel from it. Like they were something weird happened when they were kids or whatever. And he talks about these um, bootlegger tunnels they went looking for and could never find. And he's laying there in bed and he hears this whistling noise. And he eventually discovers this piece of like wood or whatever that's over an area in the basin that he can't quite identify and he ends up like prying it open Mm. and he finds this tunnel right so that's kind of you kind of have that in the back of your mind the whole time he puts it back everything's good and the the tunnel comes becomes important later on of course of course Mm -hmm. it does they can show you that well right well in the meantime God, I don't know if I should tell you this or not, because it really is pivotal to how creepy... Oh, I got to tell you. Okay. So the girl that he runs into in town, right? Mm-hmm. She she says, I'm going to come out. We'll have dinner together. We'll have Thanksgiving dinner together. The fake boob girl? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she comes out and they have dinner together and everything. And then she starts to kind of... And they start to warm up to each other. And she's like, let's go up to the second floor. You know, so they go up to the second floor, right? Oh, gosh. And they start getting busy, and all of a sudden, they hear noises outside. So he leaves her there. Well, first of all, he's starting to, you know, get excited and everything like that, and they start kind of sort of going after it. But then he gets sketched out. By her? Yeah. All of a sudden. Like, he can't quite, you know, (laughs) he gets sketched out. And then he hears the noise and he goes down and then she follows him. And then there are these big black dogs that drag her away. Oh, on the second floor? No, no, no. They go outside. Oh, okay. They come downstairs, go outside. And these big black dogs attack him, attack her and drag her off into the snow. So he totally freaked out, starts running into town, gets picked up by the cop who's driving by comes back and says this girl is missing oh my god here's her name here's you got to bring people out to search for well they they kind of look around a little bit but they don't see anything so then they take him to jail they start questioning him and they realize that the woman that he describes died several years ago oh my 
Oh, so he's getting busy with the ghosts. So are those I like... mean, it is the creepiest thing. Oh, my God. It's so creepy. I <laughs> like just loved it. It was the... Oh! And that's Dang. just the beginning. It gets way weirder and way creepier from there. Mm-hmm. But it was written back in, what, 2004? Something like that? I think it was... It got... Um, it got an award or something back then, too. And, of course, I haven't been reading horror for years, so I probably wouldn't have even noticed it. But, man, <coughs> really good, chilling Halloween-type story to read. Very creepy. I'm getting, like, goose just talking about it right now. Martha goes, like, the way Martha described hers was, like, an actual horror story. Mine sounded more like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> No, yours was totally because your yours reminded me of one of the ghosts from Thirteen Ghosts. That's why I brought oh, up that. Gotcha. Because, saying, I don't think I did a good job picking. No, 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 scary no, stuff. no. It sounded really good. It was really good, but no, no. Scooby Doo versus my book sounds a lot like Scooby Doo. <laughs> so let me let me give title and arse. That was a, a Winter Haunting by Dan Simmons, and I highly recommend. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. It sounds awesome. It sounds good. Sounds really good. Who wants to go next? I don't care. You want to go or you want me to go? Well, if you don't mind if I go, mine kind of goes a little bit with Martha's because it's about a coming home, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. coming back home after a long period of time, after a tragic event. Okay. A tragic event. Yes. My book was called um, The Fate of Mercy Albin. It's by Wendy Webb. Mm -hmm. And this is about a lady who... Leaves her house after a tragic event, like I said. <laughs> um, her brothers are killed during a sailing accident on Lake Superior. Aww. And then her dad commits suicide after her brothers die. Whoa. Yeah. Deep. Yeah. The brothers were only like 18. And yeah. it tells us right at the beginning of the book. So I'm not giving anything away. And she can't get over the tragedy so she moves all the way to like washington or oregon or something way on the other side of the country and she doesn't come back home ever i I mean again until her mother dies Mm -hmm. and she has to come back to take care of her affairs because you know her mom was you know like the matriarch of the family and took care of everything and they were kind of you know richies grew up in a mansion Big, huge mansion. Trust funds. Mansion. <laughs> scary mansion. Right, yeah. which, <laughs> you know, is, is scary. scary you know, with the secret passageways and the whole nine yards in this mansion. <gasps> yeah. Is yeah. there a secret library? Because mm-hmm. there should be. Yeah. Well, I know there was a secret. There was a secret basement. Oh, Lord. Is, so. it, is it a torture dungeon? <laughs> Eyebrows go up and down, up and down, up and down. Okay. <laughs> and, um... After she comes home to try to settle the affairs, and weird stuff starts happening. And she, like, thinks she hears things, thinks she sees things. And then one night she sees a ghost of her dad, of her dead dad. The one who committed suicide? The one who committed suicide and said, um, he killed your, she killed your mother. She's going to try to kill you, too. And she's not the only one who sees it. Her 17-year-old daughter sees the ghost, too. Ooh. So, you know, the, it starts out like this. Jessica's getting totally creeped out. Are we going <laughs> to see it? <laughs> She's turning a little pale even. So, and um, she 
of course, has to settle all the affairs with the housekeeper and the gardeners and the drivers and everything else because, you know, now she's the head of this this big mansion and everything that needs to be taken care of. And she's trying to take care of stuff, but trying to find out what the mystery is behind her mother's death after seeing her dad's ghost. So then it turns into kind of a a suspenseful mystery Mm -hmm. because then she's trying to dig into the family and she keeps finding out all of this weird crap that happened. That she never knew about because she was a kid and Mm -hmm. you don't find stuff out when you're a kid. Right, Right. Exactly. And and just like she finds out that the part of the wood that they built the house with came from Ireland and was supposed to be cut down in a witch's wood. So it put a curse on the family. We need some freaking candles up in here or something, man. This is awesome. Because all of this around a campfire. (laughs) All of this tragic stuff happens to each generation of the family. Like people die in each generation of this family. So it's it's really creepy. I mean, it's consistent. I mean, and that's why people, everybody thinks it's a curse. Because of this witch's wood. And um, other people, generations back in this family, have seen a woman in white who they think is a a ghost that they see out the windows dancing around a fire at night on on the shore. Because the house is on the lake shore of Lake Superior. Oh. And and they don't know who this... a crazy neighbor or something? Well... A little bit too much pot. It's like what? Maybe <laughs> some ecstasy. The, the proposal is just Betty White out there to the window. <laughs> <laughs> to the window. To the window. <laughs> but I mean, and crazy comes into play a little bit, and the secret passageways come into play a whole lot. And there's also a third floor that nobody likes to go up to. It's See? not it's not sealed off or anything. It's like the top and the bottom are the bad worst places to be in the house. <laughs> Why Don't do you think the attic I just live on the one floor? <laughs> <laughs> there's no basement and no attic. But it is the top and the bottom, so careful. I mean, <laughs> well now you're creeping me out just a little bit. What the hell of a conundrum? <laughs> So this this book had like a little bit of everything. It had a curse from a witch and it had ghosts that were very prevalent in it and a haunted house and, you know, creepy passageways and secrets in the family. And because, you know, rich families, you know, apparently always have a lot of secrets to tell. Yeah, when it's rich families, they call it. uh, What's that word? What's the word for crazy? Being eccentric. Rich. Eccentric. Eccentric. Yes. Yeah. You're not crazy when you're rich. You're eccentric. Mm-hmm. It's like, what it, I saw this thing that it was like, if this were, and it, like, it's like an episode of, oh, it's Fifty Shades. It's because he's rich. It's like cute. But if he'd been like a poor farmer, it would have been a bad episode of Criminal Minds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if it happened in a trailer park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, and I will say this book had a little bit of a cheese element to it. There were parts of it that was very Scooby-Doo. Like, I think that the the maid did it in the parlor with the candlesticks, you yeah. know. Pulling off masks. My Scooby. Uh-huh. 
What's Alex up? Scooby. said, don't diss my Scooby. We love Scooby-Doo. Do anything, it keeps coming up. You know the Scooby-Doo movies that came out that weren't cartoons? Those were awesome. I, I oh, my God. Movies. I love them. I hated those. I love, really right. love movies. them. I, I love the that cartoons. the people who, the, both the, the actors who played Fred and Daphne are married and have adorable children. I follow oh, yeah, them on Twitter. <laughs> you know that when I was a kid, there were two role play. You know when you're a kid, you play, before my generations, it was Cowboys and Indians. Uh-huh. And then now it's Pokemon or whatever. But right. when I was a kid, we pretended Star Trek and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I always got to play Captain Kirk. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I was Cowboys and Indians, too. We like, did Cowboys and Indians, but we also did Scooby-Doo, never Okay, Star Trek. so I did Star not Trek grow up later and I was I'll admit that. <laughs> See, we were Star Wars. We even had, like, the lightsabers. I remember getting whacked yeah, by my brothers. <laughs> totally played Star Wars. <laughs> I always got to be Velma. Of course, when we played mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo. I was Daphne for Halloween last year. Were you? <laughs> yeah. You kind of look a little bit like Daphne. You I just take a ginger character and go with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've been Dorothy, Daphne. I was going to be Kim Possible this year. That would be a cool one. <laughs> Kim Possible is pretty cool. I uh, know somebody with a, mo- a naked mole rat if you need to borrow it. Is Garrett going to be Ron Stoppable? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> he already said he would be. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but I have a different character for work that I have to dress up as. But oh. Okay, so it. let's give title and order to that one again. Okay, and it was called The Fate of Mercy Albin by Wendy Webb. And like I said, it was a really good book. It was, the writing kind of reminded me of a book, the book that I reviewed about the little boy who remembered his past lives. Mm-hmm. And Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. Where there were some parts of it that were kind of like, stretching my logic a little bit but i still kind of went with it but never to the point where it just yeah where i just rolled my eyes and finished it because i was already halfway done yeah so but i would recommend it to somebody i thought it was pretty good cool all right nicole bring us home all right vani you would have liked this one okay it's called the secret of crickley hall and it's by james james herbert Mm-hmm. And essentially, okay, so to pick a book for a ghost story, I literally Googled 600 times and looked on every website possible. <laughs> Same. Uh, best ghost stories or like top uh-huh. This is because it's not your normal genre. Yes. Mm-hmm. You sort of have to go outside the box to look for something mm-hmm. to read. Yeah. And I didn't want anything like too corny. And then I found this one, which is kind of like they tie in a little historical stuff. Oh, you know, I like the historical. Uh, yeah. So, okay, it was super interesting. Um, it starts out. Like, the first thing is pretty creepy, and it's about a kid hiding from somebody. And it just kind of describes, like, how dark it is and, like, how terrified the child is. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't... And then next you're into, like, modern day... um, So you don't know why he's hiding? Yeah. So you just go into this next story, um, which is a family who is moving into Crickley Hall, which is this huge... uh, They said it's not as big as a manor. And this is also written by um, a guy in England. So a manor mm-hmm. is Would like, be a, like mansion. a mansion. Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying it's not as big as a, a mansion, but not like small. No, it's not it's a normal a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> they rent this house, and it takes you like a good like hundred chap or like hundred uh, pages. pages to figure this out. But essentially, they're moving into this place for like they, the husband and wife have agreed on like. A couple months because um, they a, a year before their story starts, 
they, uh, their son disappears. Uh. And he was five years old. And the wife feels guilty because well, she had fallen asleep on a park bench. And when she woke up, oh. he was gone. And no one, they, they don't, they've never found his body. They've never found any sign of him oh. or anything. And so they have two daughters. Um, and one's just now turning five and like mm-hmm. the beginning of the book. And the other one's like 12, 13. She's going through puberty. And so she's all pissed off that they have to go to this weird uh, place course, out yes. in the middle of nowhere. Oh. Um, uh, and so they move in and it, the, the, they're talking about how no one's lived in this house for a lot, like 50 years. But yet they move in anyway? Yeah, because this guy's like a, an engineer, a really smart, and he gets subcontracted to something. And anyways, oh, okay. so he just picks this house um, thinking like it's going to give them like a break from reality for a couple months. Right. Uh, it'll be in the country. It'll be... Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be the anniversary of, like, their son going missing, and so he's trying to avoid that. Oh, come on, honey. Let's fix it up. It'll be fun. Well, you know, well, in they the country... buy it. They're just renting peaceful, it. Peaceful, tranquil. Oh. Yeah. I feel like okay. the characters in horror movies and books have never read a horror yeah. movie or watched a horror book. Because, like... <laughs> Seriously, you walk, you walk in, you go further. I, I leave. Yeah. Well, and so this guy, so they go into this house and like there's old furniture and they kind of do a little foreshadowing. They talk about this basement, and he tells his five year old. Always the basement or the attic. Well, right. this one is a, like a whole lot more than just a basement. But uh, he's like he tells his five year old daughter like never go down there without an adult. And you find out there's actually an underground river through in the basement, and Holy you find crap. some other really cool stuff down there that's really old, really, really old. Um, so then there's like it talks about like when you walk in, you're in this hall, and it there's like huge ceilings, um, like a huge staircase, and like paintings, and that's like the nicest room in the house because the other ones are pretty just like they're plain, eh, whatever. But they, it has this huge, really nice hall. And then you go upstairs, and there's a lot of rooms. And but at the beginning of the book, they only talk about like where they their room, like the parents are staying in, and then the daughters share a room. Well, that's oh well, I suppose they would have to share a room because the little one would be freaked out otherwise. Of course, kind of, yeah, yeah. And so as soon as they move, as a in, parent, you kind of get that. Yeah, as soon as they move in, like the dog's freaking out. Um, he every time somebody opens the door, he runs away. Um, he does not like to be inside this house. <gasps> Bonnie's got so, these big eyes. She's like, Ooh. Yeah. see, the dog uh, runs away. You sign. are in some deep shit. Yeah, yeah there's and the sign. The, yeah, exactly. Oldest, I'm going to go with the dog. <laughs> the oldest daughter uh, immediately starts hearing um, these voices, and like she thinks she can hear kids crying. Um, and so she, and that's like in the first part of the book. So Whoa. then the story kind of switches. So you're getting, like, them moving into this house, like, oh, and they talk about how, like, the town is so, like, no one wants to, like, talk to them really. They're not very, like, there's no tourists, even though it's, like, this beautiful city um, out in the country. And uh, so it kind of gives you an idea. And then anytime somebody mentions where they're, like, if they tell anybody they just, they're staying in Crickley Hall, everybody's like watch your kids and then they say or like and then yeah and nobody will but nobody tells them why yeah nobody's telling them why and but you kind of get this foreshadowing watch your kids (laughs) plus you know it's a good story anyways (laughs) so then you switch to this other story so the entire and i'm just going to tell you this and like not tell you the rest of it but um so then it starts talking about um 
So, okay, so in the original story, there's also a caretaker, and it's super creepy, kind of, because he's, like, the the father in this family keeps, like, in his head guessing how old this dude is, because he's, he's like, he's got to be, like, 80 years old, and he's supposed to be the gardener, and he keeps telling everybody he served in World War II, which is, like... I don't know. And Which he would be to like take place in like 2000. Yeah. yeah. So, and then nobody can guess like how old this guy is. And so, so then it switches, switches stories and it starts talking about how Crickley Hall used to be an orphanage for children who, um, whose parents died during the Blitz um, in oh, England. Oh, so that would have been. In London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were moved into this orphanage. And oh, some so of this them... takes place in overseas, right? Oh, yeah, in, in England. In England. Oh, okay. She said that earlier. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that part. I was and it's like in a phone, fictional place. It's based off of, according to Wikipedia, it's based off of uh, Lynmouth. So, I don't cool. Know what that is. But mm-hmm. anyways, um, so then, uh, uh, so then you're getting information about these kids who are in this orphanage and this woman who just gets hired on to be like their teacher um and she feels like something's wrong with this place um and that the children like some somebody's uh, like maybe abusing the children but she doesn't know anything yet and so you're finding out more information uh like a little bit at a time about this story and then you're also hearing this story kind of mixed in with that at the same time period um which is and this was also based off of something real um, there was a huge flood in the area, um, and they called, oh. uh, like, the folklore um, it, for the modern-day story was that the devil tried to eat the land, and oh. he could only get so far, mm-hmm. and then and they kind of, like, leave you hanging, and they're like... And then... They're like... Back to modern day. But they said one day the <laughs> devil would come back. Oh. And there you go, guys. And I love how she did this with her hand, the little Pac-Man yeah. eating well, up the actually, land. Like, that's how they like make you, I don't know, that's how I visualized it. Because they're saying like that's how the flood happened is the devil was eating the land to, and then like, but he could, I don't know. It was just the way but, I But then he had to stop it. because he got heartburn? I don't know, but they said he'd oh. come back. And Beautiful. then it, like the rest of the story happens and you're like, Jesus oh. Christ. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I bet that is interesting. It sounds like we all got a good book this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was a little worried because um, it's hard. Doing theme books is hard because you're outside of comfort zones and you have to really search for a book and you don't know what you're going to get. It took me a long time and I actually started one that was just horrible. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. Was it the Ghost Ghost Road Blues? (laughs) It's funny because I was telling Bonnie when we were eating dinner, I said, you know, I had all these other books. I've already read all of my theme books because mm-hmm. you know I it, it's her and she so, reads. So I've already read. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I always forget to turn the light on. So I've already read all those. I thought that, but was a I ghost. don't want to go back to my normal. <laughs> Did it scare you? <laughs> it scared the shit We're sitting here talking about ghosts, and somebody just comes in the door. I, I always forget like, to turn the on air light off because we're not really on the air. I, we're I just like, recording. I don't know why, but I reached for my Starbucks cup. And I was <laughs> You're like, I can't have my coffee. <laughs> no, I was gonna throw it at him. <laughs> so anyway, screw the book, girls. Save the coffee. 
No, I was going to launch the coffee because I don't drink coffee. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So anyway, um, I decided that I am just not in the mood to go back to normal books. So mm, I'm going to have an entire month of. I know. So I'm going to I'm going to just keep reading horror. So yeah. I go back to the library and I had put this book on my wish list because I, I thought the description looked good. It's called Ghost Road Blues. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought so, too. Obviously. Yeah. So she checked it out and started reading it. And then send it back. And then I checked it out and started reading. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding. And I said something about it. And she's like, I wondered why you checked that out. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. <laughs> it was yeah. such a, it, it read like a teenage yeah, it's rated yeah. slasher I'm, movie. Yeah. It, was, it was just. I'm sending oh, that no. shit back to the library. I got to pick something else. But <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep reading horror all month anyway. Because I'm in the mood. Me too. Yeah. I wish some of my stuff I'm would join in. Yeah, because. I've like put a bunch of them on reserve now. Basically, the way that I picked my ghost book was I look, I typed in Google because you know it's like the best thing ever, and said <laughs> list of top ghost books. Scrolled, clicked one. That was the first book, and the library had it, and I was like, Whoa, sweet. That, that was like the trifecta. I know that was it was great because like my witch book and my serial killer book, I've had so much trouble because I either can't get it on. I've tried. Like, I'll find one, and I'm like, that sounds interesting. Type in library. The library doesn't have it. I'll even type it into Audible. Sometimes Audible doesn't have it. And then, like, I'll start it, and I'm like, well, this is bad. Never mind. Yeah. See, I, Serial Killers, I've actually found one, and I read it. I'm hoping this other one comes in that I really want to read. The only ones but, that I've been able to get have been, like, profiling serial killers. It's almost like murder mystery books. You know, we, had this, we were having a discussion, and I think this is a good thing. I'm excited about this because remember when we started doing this podcast and I know it's not directly related to us, but it still makes me I say feel it good. Is. I think I know what you're going to say and I think yeah. it is directly related. I think that <laughs> it's 10 times harder to get a book at the library now than it was when we started. Yeah. Because I have to wait longer for uh, like everything yeah. now. I mean, you have to wait in line for every good book at the library now. And mm-hmm. I just... Part of me is pissed off, but the other part of me is so excited because it's working. Because I wonder if that reading. has anything to do with summer and kids being out of school and reading more. But, but there's are still, adult books. They're but they're not, still out. Like high school. Oh well, well, yeah, high school. But but it's now. I mean, school's back in yeah. session. I don't See. know. I was just wondering because it's yeah. been. Yeah, I know it can't like be all year. totally directly related to us. Yeah. But I mean, I actually had a read a, a regular paper novel book <laughs> you couldn't because get I couldn't book. find it. It wasn't available. Yeah, the audiobooks <laughs> is really, once you get addicted to those, I know. You want that. That awesome. me crazy. I have two downloads And if you right go now, and, and you try to purchase back. one on Amazon, <laughs> mm-hmm. like audio CDs or even the Audible version, version, if you don't have Audible, it's like 60 bucks for some of yeah. those I things. just want to say, because I desperately needed a ghost book, I paid $10 for <gasps> Amazon Kindle book. And I've never paid that much for a Kindle book in my entire life. Oh, my gosh, life, Nicole. Because I am the discount shopper. You wow. are a true book girl. You now. are a trooper. <laughs> you have done this for us. I guess you get to pick mm-hmm. the next theme. I thought we were doing... Like for a different month. Well, oh. Yeah, for a different month. I'm not, not that upset month. about it. Oh, all right. It's worth it. I was just, <laughs> just going to say 10 bucks. I've never actually well, paid that much like on a Well, it sounded like it was a good book. book. Yeah. What I hate is when you buy a book, like the one with the robot arm. And then you don't like it. <laughs> I paid $14 for that at Audible? Yep. <laughs> oh. I bought my first Audible book uh, when I 
before I didn't know I couldn't make it to our technology podcast, I had yeah. Thanks a lot, Jessica, yeah. for bailing. It wasn't that good. It was about an evil e-reader, though, so that's interesting. It was Stephen King. <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> I was like, that's an spinning. evil e-reader. It was only like, that is it was only like two hours long, so I don't even know if it counts. I think it was more of a short story. No, but... it, it counts. We'll take short stories yeah. too, as long as they're really good. Yeah, it's called. Yeah. But we did have to do the podcast earlier than we usually. Yeah, do. Yeah, we did so. because it was because we had I know. Jacob. And he had to do a football, watch a football game or something. It even like, because I had that birthday party. Jackson and I said, "When do you do your podcast?" And I said, "Usually around two or three. Yeah. And that's so like, "Okay, we'll do yeah. brunch at ten thirty. Yeah. And, and like, then Great. we were. Can you be here at eleven? And she's like, "No." I was like, yeah. "Crap." Oh well. Well, I'm really super. Now, what is next week again? Is, is next week serial killers or witches? I thought it was. Witch- I wrote it down. Oh, no, uh, it would, no, it's serial killers is next week. Witches okay. is the fourth week. What's and then what's the last one? The Boogie last Man. one is Boogeyman, which Boogeyman. could just be a catch-all. Yeah, just anything, anything. any horror. Okay, movie. so any. and remember, for serial killers, you can like twist that like to like Slayer or like yeah, slash. It could be slasher. Any, it could be mass. Like, just somebody killings, who kills whatever. a lot of people. Jack the Ripper. What about? Yeah, okay, because I'm reading a book right now, but it's like about a detective that hunts a serial killer. Yeah, but it's also yeah. the killer's killer also hunting him, so it's good. Yeah, but I've also read recently *In Cold Blood* by Truman Capote, which is <gasps> yes, nonfiction. That is a really good one. Yes, and that I've is... read that too. So yeah, so I'm that's like, a good one. I'm in and out on which yeah. one I should do. Yeah, but I mean, either 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 kind would work. You could okay. do crude, true Didn't crime. We you could do non-fiction. whatever. Hmm? Didn't know if we were against nonfiction. Yeah, the book no, that I'm we're doing not against for nonfiction. It's killers. just that none of us happens to be huge on In nonfiction. In Cold Blood was really freaking good. It was, it was really, really good. Yeah. Even I serial loved it. killer booker. The book that I have is actually based on true events. So yeah, it's not a complete fiction book. I was gonna read the 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 Devil in the White City, which is also a nonfiction book about a guy who took people from the World's Fair. <gasps> yeah, I. That's about that's uh, the guy in New York. Mm-hmm. Yep, in the torture chamber. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh, I What's can't wait name? to hear about Good it. Good lord, you I don't need remember. to pick one of those for a boogeyman. <laughs> okay. I haven't read that. I just, uh, I have it. I've got news stories that have recently been coming out, like talking about that. What's his Ooh. name? I forgot. Here, what's the book called? Uh, the Devil in the White City. That came up on one of the, a... that came up on one of the lists. Yeah, it's not, it's nonfiction. I don't remember yeah. seeing that one. Well, I was Googling too. You know, we, we, Bonnie and I were also talking about this. What in the actual hell did we do before Google? I know, right? For it's only real. been 19 years. Google is only 19 years, years old. You know what drives me crazy? Uh, is you have all this information and people are still... Still stupid? Yes. Yeah. It's Dr. H.H. H. Holmes. H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah. Cool. And it's like Torture a true tenors. deal. It's I'm excited. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll read that one. Okay, too. so Serial Killers okay. next or week. Or you want to read that one. I don't care. And I'll eventually read this just because it's going to be interesting. And we will. Um, <laughs> oh, I totally did. The not first write two down chapters are not. Because <laughs> I have the I have the paperback. Mm-hmm. All right. But sorry, Martha. What? We're distracting you. I know. Or we're talking. <laughs> we're being the bad kids in the Martha the classroom. Martha the dark gun this time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Usually it's her that's distracting Class! us. Class! 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 God damn it! Play attention. <laughs> what are you doing? What? <laughs> yes, mom. You s- sit yes, down. No, Mrs. I really Steel. didn't have anything to say. I was just yammering on anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just so, 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 so excited. I love October. It's my favorite month of the entire year. 
I enjoy it now. We never trick or treated as kids, so I've never like really dressed up for Halloween much. What? Yeah, really? I live in Jones, and I live in the country. I like, was gonna we say, don't... what? Are you Jehovah's Witness over here or something? <laughs> Church of Christ. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Not to offend anyone who has that affiliation. Not at all. Anybody who has that affiliation is not listening to this podcast. (laughs) That's what I'm saying right up in here. You saying they don't talk about ghost sex? No Uh, ghost porn for them? No, no ghost ghost porn. porn. Nope. No murder murder porn. (laughs) Nope. No ghost porn for for those guys. But that was some seriously hot sex with that ghost in that book that I was that reading. You're reading. Yes. You were getting a little so hot and bothered. Well, no, that. I'm just like, wow, he's really getting into this. And and you're like, it, it was pretty. Did you call, have to call your husband? Honey, you want to go to bed early tonight? <laughs> Sweetie. <laughs> now here, wear this white sheet. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I forgot to cut the guys out. Oh my God. He doesn't mean to see. Terrible. <laughs> I thought I was bad. Dude, we're going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> but we're all going to be together. That's what counts. We'll be podcasting from hell. That's right. We'll have heat resistant microphones. <laughs> That'd be the only bad thing is that I'll be hot all the time. Yeah. Oh, you are hot, honey. <laughs> hey, we're going to have a really pretty hand basket because of all of our crochet. <laughs> exactly. I'm I'm saying we may be going to hell in a hand basket, but our hand basket's going to rock. Yeah. It's going to be the best hand basket ever. So apparently we're really competitive right now. <laughs> I think we should be done now. <laughs> My God, we are getting out of control over here. This is what happens when I don't sleep much. <laughs> Nicole cracks me up. She's like, she's like on her keyboard. Guys, I just Googled scariest books to read for Halloween. Yes. What does it say? Back to Google. I, mean, I will say that Wait, I tried I to, because you know I like no, classics. Uh-huh. I tried to get Psycho. Uh-huh. The uh-huh. wait list for that is insane yeah you know what i'm gonna try to read for our boogeyman is rosemary's baby there's only one person in line for rosemary's baby it's only one person you want to read this yeah Yeah. this list is called happy halloween 10 books that will scare the shit out of you (gasps) okay uh oh wait what is it? it's one of the stupid ones where i have to like go through a gallery the first one is ghost stories of an antiquary 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 uh by mr james Okay, never heard of that one. Uh, the House on the Borderland by William Hope Hodgson. Never heard of that. Song of Callie by Dan Simmons. Yes, Dan Simmons. He's my guy. He's my guy. <laughs> the Nightwalker by Thomas Tessier. That never heard of that creepy. one. The King in Yellow by Robert W. Chambers. Never heard of that one. The Witch of Prague and... Or is it Prague? Prague. Well, depends where you live. True. And other is it stories Oklahoma? If you don't live in Oklahoma, <laughs> it's Prague. By F. Marion Crawford... Uh, Songs of a Dead Dreamer by Thomas Ligotti. The Face That Must Die by Ramsey Campbell. The Man. Three Imposters by Arthur Machin. Cold Hand in Mine by Robert uh, Aikman. Cold, oh. uh, same one, hold on. I need oh, to have that list. list. Well, okay, that's kind of a lame list. Oh. It's Huffington Post is where I was going to say, was. that's a lot of books I've never heard of except for the Dan Simmons one. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, it's, it's using like Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Personally, I would recommend *The Lesser Dead* by Christopher Buhlman, which I reviewed on this podcast recently. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. Mm-hmm. Christopher Buhlman is highly, highly underrated 
as a horror author. I could not even find him in the bookstore. What is up with that? What? These people need more Christopher Buhlman in their That's lives. That's crazy. Well, you know what I'm finding? I need as to find I'm, out where he lives and see if he'll come on the podcast. Okay. As I'm searching for, like, witches and stuff, is I'm finding a lot of that kind of stuff as, like, young adults, so they're not very scary. Yeah. Either they're that more, or like, they're sexy they're witches. They're too sexy. They're too glamorous. See, Basically, it's just a dressed-up uh, romance novel. See the book? You want a better list? Yes. Better I'm only going to read. I'm not going to read all of it. But okay. the top ten on this are American Ghost by Hannah Nordhau, um, The Witches of Eastwick by John Updike, uh, Your House is on Fire, Your Children All Gone by <gasps> Stefan uh, Kiespy. And Dark. that is a creepy-ass picture yep. on that. What the hell? Um, Haunted by Dora L. Williams, The Amityville Horror oh, by yes, Jay Anson. Oh, yes, that is scary. I'm just hitting my nose on the microphone. The Haunted, um, One Family's Nightmare by Robert Curran. Hmm. Uh, Graves End by Elaine Mercado. The Uninvited by Stephen Lachance. The Secret of Crickley Hall by James Herbert, Whoa. which is the one I just talked about. Uh, the Terror by Dan Simmons. Dan Simmons! That's what I'm talking about. What's your man? The Haunting of Hill House. I looked Jackson. for that one. I tried to get that one. Haunted of, Haunting of Hill House is on in the library. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't check that one out. And then The Exorcist. But there's like a million. Wicked is on here. We um, all read Wicked. Well, I did. I haven't no, read that yet. Didn't. I, I haven't read Wicked. That, Wicked? Yeah, you That's not that. scary. Well, no. Well, these, it's just how it oh. works. But this list is a lot better. Okay. Don't use Yahoo search engine. Use Google search engine. Google's always better. <laughs> I like Google. I think we can probably safely say that we've uh, we've ghosted out. <laughs> Maybe, unless some of my other books come in. Yeah. Yep. All right, that's going to do it for our scary podcast of ghosties. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> On three. Three book girls. <laughs>